baby. That's what this is now? Yes. Great. Sorry, that was a weird breath in. That, that was really did. good. <laughs> you just like choke on your, uh, what's your, your Golden Grahams granola bar real quick? Could be. That'd be fine. Yeah. Good way to go. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've uh, I've decided that I'm only going to limit myself to one spooky day a week mm-hmm. because I'm tired and the other six days are going to be self-care and mental health and happy days. And oh. then Tuesdays will be my, uh, I just cram all of my emotions into one day. It's kind of like repressing, repressing, but yeah. it's healthy, right? <laughs> no. Great. Anyway, hi. Welcome to Anything Spooky Goes. I'm Hannah. Are you? <laughs> I sure am. Oh. Uh, who who are you? Whoever I want to be. Oh, Justin, it's beautiful. It's 2020, baby. Hmm. Yeah, not the year for that, though, is it? Great. That's Justin, and this is Anything Spooky Goes. Sure is. Sure is. We have uh, we have snacks. We've got our cats locked in a different room. <laughs> so it's yeah. going to be a good day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you feel like just jumping in? I do. I'm probably going to cry, so why not get it over with? Fantastic. Yay! Let's just get into it. All right. So, speaking of self-care, I'm going to do the exact opposite, and I'm going to talk about a story that's going to make me very upset. Great. Uh, just what we wanted today. Ah. Uh, all right. So, today, I'll be talking about an individual who honestly doesn't deserve to be talked about. As is the, a lot of other people I've talked about. Same. Yep. Okay. So here's the thing, though. But okay, as you know, murder is a complicated thing. Murder and crime are complicated things, um, and so are the way that the press covers one murder versus another, and how an individual or like a group uh, of deaths affect the world. Mm-hmm. For so many victims, their stories are never um, th- their stories may never be shared or solved or cared about. Okay. Um. Yes, I absolutely recognize that these stories are so incredibly important, mm-hmm. and I yearn to continue to share them. But today, I will be talking about a story that is the complete opposite of that. Um, today, I'll be talking about the murder of someone who the majority of the world never met, yet so many people loved him, named their children after him, got tattoos of his lyrics, idolized him, and wept as though he was a family member or a best friend. JFK. Great. Um no. What? Close. Got the first name right, baby. I'm just, it's on my mind. I just listened to the Time Suck <laughs> episode. This season of Umbrella Academy is, takes place right in that week. Seriously? So, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, unfortunately, I'm going to be not talking about that. That's probably good because it's very controversial. Yeah. Well, there's definitely going to be controversy with mine, but not as not nearly as much. But there's going to be okay. a weird twist at the end, I promise. All right. Um, But instead, today I'll be talking about someone whose life heavily influenced mine and whose death caused a a worldwide uproar or pain and anger and confusion and made my dad cry. Okay. Today, I'll be talking about the murder of John Lennon. No. Hmm. Oh, man. Here we go. This is going to be rough. Okay. So just a little disclosure. Uh, I'm sure... That some of you listening, okay, let's be honest here. Let's not toot our own hearts. Let's say right. the majority of people listening either know me, know my family, or know how much of a pain in the ass I was in high school. Yeah, but none of them know who I am. So hi, this is Justin. No, Hello. not even not even your mom. Not Hello. even not even Mary. Nobody. Nobody. This is Bruce. <laughs> Hello, Bruce. 
great. <laughs> um, but let me just preface this with um, <laughs> my parents, my mm-hmm. lovely mom and dad, are <sighs> the biggest Beatles fans. And I know that said a lot. I understand that. But like... <laughs> My dad, especially, is someone who, like, he's a, uh, grew up in this. He was part of the counterculture, blah, 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 all that. And my dad doesn't like to show up a lot of emotions. And he is just someone that, like, it, he takes the death of someone, even if it's a musician whom he's never met, like, very, very serious. Like, my dad just really devours it. So, but I don't, I'm not trying to explain this by any means, but it's just if you knew me, and if you knew my family, you would know that the Beatles are like life for my family. Right. So uh, that's why I figured that this would be a very uh, hard but good topic to talk about. Definitely. And I am going to be talking about his murder, of course, but I also am going to be talking about a little bit about John and talking about a crazy conspiracy mm. at the end. Okay. So. I got all of my information from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.com, from Wikipedia, from LemonMurderTruth.com, um, and <laughs> Rock Pasta. I feel like I know where we got the conspiracy from. Mm, yeah, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe just Wikipedia. one of those four feels <laughs> different. Oh Lord! All right, so I would just like to. Um, we're just going to dive right in and talk about one of the worst people ever born. Okay. Named Mark David Chapman. Fine. So, Mr. Mark was born on May 10th, 1955 in the good old state of Texas in Fort Worth. His father, David Chapman, was a staff sergeant in the U.S. Air Force, and his mother, Diane, was a nurse. Okay. Good start. Yeah. You know, we're okay. Surprisingly good start. Uh Uh-huh. You know, he's he's an Air Force brat, but it's fine. You know, everybody basically was back in the day, so it's fine. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, here we go to get to bed. Great. As a boy, Chapman sa- stated he lived in constant fear of his father, who said he was physically abusive towards his mother and unloving towards him and his little sister. There it is. Uh, Chapman began to fantasize about having king-like power over a group of imaginary little people who lived in the walls of his bedroom. Smurfs. Basically, bringing it back <laughs> to Smurfs. This is great. Or Futu. Fu- Futu? Oh, sorry. I don't See, remember. Oh, Marcy, I'm sorry. You told me. Oh, God. I'm this dropping the ball, you. CJ. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll look it up. Okay. Um, He attended Columbia High School in Decatur, Decatur, Georgia? Decatur. Decatur. Thank you. Decatur, Georgia. By the time he was 14, Chapman was using drugs and skipping classes. And he once ran away from home to live in the streets of Atlanta for two weeks, as everybody in the 70s did, you know? Well, okay. I mean, fine. Fine. <laughs> I don't know. Great. Okay. Uh, in 1971, Chapman became a born-again Presbyterian and attributed, or, sorry, distributed biblical tracts. Uh, he met his first girlfriend, Jessica Blankenship, and began working as a summer camp counselor at South DeKalb County, Georgia, YMCA. Oh. He was very popular with the children, who nicknamed him Nemo, and was made assistant director after an award-winning Oh, excuse me. After winning an award for Outstanding Counselor of the Year. Wow. It so was, yes. that that's really good. Yeah. Like he had a shitty childhood with a physically abusive father. Uh-huh. Started work at the Y, founded the Jeebus, and is doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm great. kind of surprised to hear all of that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you want to know how it went wrong? Yep. I'll tell you. His downfall was the catcher in the rye. No way. Chairman, after the recommendation of a friend, read J.D. Salinger's The Catcher in the Rye. The novel eventually took on a great personal significance for him to the extent he reportedly wished to model his life, his entire life, mm. after the protagonist, Holden Caulfield. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. I know this is a classic. Never read it. Don't know a single thing about the book. Pretty sure I read it in like fifth grade. Wow. Do yeah. you remember Holden? No. I Great. probably couldn't even have told you his name. Okay by memory so no i I don't remember okay well i think that maybe uh this might be a good read for both of us yeah could see like oh okay is holden like is holden a good person you want to model your life after or is this like a really really big trigger right here? i feel like it's not based on what i can vaguely remember it's not a bad thing not a good thing not a good thing yeah great fine fun uh, okay. And also based on what you're about to tell me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because spoilers. He becomes a murderer. Uh, no. Great. Okay. Uh, after graduating from Columbia High School, Chapman moved for a time to Chicago and played guitar in churches and Christian night spots while his friends did impersonations. So he's just having. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's having a great time. He's being a youth. He's having fun. It's like one of those like super niche margin jobs that you do like a caricature artist yes like no one knows one no but everybody knows of one exactly and And it's like how do you get into it yeah like how did you get to this point where you are in your mid 40s and still doing caricature art and working at a six flags right you know there's no judgment no i just i want to know how you got to this point exactly if you if you were a character, character, oh my God, words, caricature <laughs> artist, if you could draw things, yeah. let us know. If you have tips on how to become into this lifestyle, yes, send them our way. Hit us up. Yeah. That'd be great. Great. All right. So this is all good. This is all good fun. Good times. Then Chapman joined Blankenship as a student at Covenant College, an evangelical Presbyterian liberal arts college in Lookout Mountain, Georgia. That's a fun... Lookout Mountain? Lookout Mountain. That's kind of wow. cool. However, Chapman fell behind in his studies and became, became, be, became obsessed with guilt after having an affair. So oh, he cheated no. on his girlfriend. So you did this to yourself? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, after that, he started having suicidal thoughts and began to feel like an immense failure. He dropped out of Covenant College after just one semester, and his girlfriend broke off their relationship soon after. Great. So he then, let me give it a chance. One semester. One semester, dude. My first done. semester was not good. No, you had a roommate that was like twenty years older than you. It was just weird. Yeah, and I got like mostly C's, but then I was like, you know what? Keep going. There you go. Keep striving. For Keep more. striving. You took your first geography class, and you're like, wow. I got 100% on two of the exams. <sighs> Weather and climate, folks. Mm-hmm. Not an easy class for Hannah. Great class for Justin. Love it. Oh, fascinating stuff. I just, yeah. I couldn't. My professor looks like Mr. Monopoly. There's <laughs> no, Dr. Cross is great. Yeah. But I just couldn't do it. Fair. It was my first 8 a.m. class. It was all the way Fair. in Sage Hall. That's the it worst. was, oh, it was, I was living in, in um, Grunhagen. That was a long walk. 
Yeah. Couldn't do it. Mine was at 910 and it was oh. across the street. So uh, like uh, a little yeah. bit better. A little bit better. Dang it. I love derailing the story, by the way. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, I'm going to get pretty sad, but it's fine. Good. So after dropping out of college, he decided to work as a security guard and eventually took a, a week long course. Wow. To qualify it as an ARP guard. Great. Give him again. Um, fine. After dropping out of college, Chapman went to live with his mom, who his mom and dad got divorced. Mm -hmm. Mom moved to Hawaii. So Chapman went to Hawaii to live with mother. Okay. Where he attempted suicide by carbon monoxide asphyxiation. Ah, he connected a hose to his car's exhaust pipe, but the hose melted and the attempt failed. Wow. Lucky, actually. Yeah. I mean, that one is, that is usually almost always fatal. Yeah. 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 So, interesting. Yeah. But, and I understand mental health, everybody's different. Great. Fine. Right. But I will be talking about this so often in this story. There were so many times where not only him, but people around him, like close people around him, mm-hmm. were like, oh, hey, bud, you should probably get some help. But nothing happened. Okay. Well. Yep. So, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get yep. there. Okay. In 1978, Chapman got a job at Castle Memorial Hospital as a printer, working alone rather than with staff and patients. Uh, He was quickly fired by the hospital, rehired, and then got into a shouting match with a nurse and then quit. I don't really know why I'm telling you about this, but it's just important. It it seems like he's very testy. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah. Uh, After this, Chapman took a job as a night security guard and began drinking heavily. There we go. Uh Uh-huh. Around this time, he developed a series of ins- ob- uh, a series of obsessions, okay. including but not limited to Great. the catcher in the rye, mm-hmm. artwork, music, and the musician John Lennon. Okay. In September 1980, he wrote a letter to his friend Linda Irish, in which he stated, "Quote: I'm going nuts." He signed the letter, not his name, mm. but the catcher in the rye. No. Because you're not. No, just just really weird. Okay, so really quick history. Mm-hmm. So this is 1980. Mm-hmm. Okay, Beatles, the Beatlemania, all of that stuff happened in 63, 64, 60s. Fine. Band broke up in like 71 ish okay. ish. I'm mm-hmm. Hannah, not my parents. Uh, timeline's right. a little rough. Mm-hmm. So during this time, Beatles are on doing their own things. Mm-hmm. George is doing uh, Krishna he, stuff, oh, really great. Whoa. Ringo's yeah. doing his his own stuff. Uh, Paul's with Wings doing yes. great yeah great. and john is with yoko yep he's already had a uh, kid with his first wife cynthia yep and now he has yoko and mm-hmm. they have a kid together named sean and they're doing their own music they're doing their own thing mm-hmm. they're the yoko the yoko it's the ono plastic band i'm not a big fan i'm sorry i don't know what it's called yogurt probably great fine but i just wanted to give you a heads up so like john is doing his own thing yeah he's he's very uh anti-nixon anti-vietnam Mm-hmm. Great. Anti-establishment. Yes. Yeah. He's just a long-haired British dude. And he's having a good expect? time. Exactly. All right. So Chapman allegedly started to plan uh, to kill John Lennon three months prior to the murder. So rude. Uh-huh. So I want you to keep this in mind because when I get to the actual trial, yeah. that statement alone mm-hmm. is premeditated. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. He planned this at least three months prior. Correct. And yeah. So, the irony of this is that Chapman, Ch- Chapman, <laughs> Chapman uh, was a longtime fan of Lennon's band, The Beatles. Okay. But Chapman turned against Lennon following a religious uh, conversation. 
this was a big this is a big to do sure because in 1966 uh on a interview john had said uh, that the beatles were more popular than jesus this statement was broadcast everywhere <laughs> records were burned shirts were burned oh, it was no. ridiculous oh my fine great what a heretic i know ridiculous yeah and then we have you know like Jesus today yeah, and we and have that's totally fine and we have so and i unfortunately connie is the only thing i could think of right now but there's so rap god i don't know why it's only rap right now but like people saying that they're more popular than jesus i feel like in 2020 is not yeah. as big of a deal no they're now. referring to themselves as deities yes that is in and of itself heretical to christian jesus yes what i'm saying though is like in 1966 that's like you're dead to me to basically all old people yeah yeah so chapman became very upset with that because he was now a devout christian uh jan reeves the sister of one of chapman's friends reported that chapman seemed really angry toward lennon and spoke frequently about lennon's claims saying that it was blasphemous yeah. Um, some members of Chapman's prayer group made a joke in reference to Lennon's song, Imagine. Mm-hmm. This is the prayer group. The quote said, imagine, imagine if John Lennon was dead. You know. Fine. Not really Christianity, though. Then. No, no, because. Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's a sin. <sighs> so this is a quote from Chapman. Uh, great. Yep says, I would listen to his music and I would get really angry at him for saying in the song that he has a song called God, Mm -hmm. uh, that he didn't believe in God, that instead he just believed in him and Yoko and that he didn't believe in the Beatles. Mm. This was another thing that angered me, even though this record had been done at least 10 years previously. I just wanted to scream out loud. Who does he think he is saying these things about God and heaven and the Beatles saying that he doesn't believe in Jesus and things like that? At that point, my mind was going through a total blackness of anger and rage. So I brought the Lennon book home into this catcher in the rye milieu, milieu where my mm. mindset is Holden Caulfield and anti-phoniness. Okay. Yep. I don't understand why he's getting so personally offended. I don't know. Like, stop. Yep. I, <laughs> okay. It's not about you. No. If you don't like the guy anymore, don't listen to his music, bud. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Everyone is entitled to their opinions. Mm-hmm. And John had some of his own. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you have to agree or disagree. No. Just don't. Just don't. Don't care so much. Exactly. Leave it alone. Because that's the thing. People are. People, especially in fame. Mm. Have that platform to say things that can influence people, and yeah. sometimes those things are really great. Sometimes the, that that fame is used in really positive ways, mm-hmm. and a lot of people respect that. On the flip side, celebrities also have that same platform that can spread a lot of things that other people don't agree with. Controversy, exactly. Yeah. But that's the whole point, right? Is that I'm not trying to say that celebrities are bad by any means, but celebrities might also know that they have that power and they'll run with it because yeah. that. I mean, you gave them that platform. Exactly. By your support. So like if you don't allow them to continue using the platform by like getting personally offended, that's not their fault. Yes. You gave it to them. Yes. By supporting them and going to their shows and listening. Yes. Like. Exactly. 
And it's also taking everything to wrap it all back in, taking everything to the next extreme level of, you know what? I don't agree with this guy. I'm going to stop listening to his music versus I need to kill this man. Right. Because he is blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, no, you take it to that level. And how does that make you any better than this person? Truly. Yes. On top of all of this, according to Chapman, he had an alternate list of potential targets in mind, including no. Beatles bandmate, bandmate Paul McCartney. Rude. George and Ringo were safe. They were fine. What? <laughs> Talk show host Johnny Carson. Okay, no. Actress Elizabeth Taylor. Rude. Actor George C. Scott. Former First Lady Jackie O. Just elected pro- President Ronald frickin' Reagan. Yeah. And Hawaii Governor George Ariyoshi. That is so unnecessary. In 2010, he said that the only criterion for his hit list was that they needed to be famous and that he simply chose Lennon out of convenience because at the time he was in New York City. Oh, that's so terrible. Yep. This is starting to sound like Arya's kill list on Game of Thrones. Yeah, but like a really shitty version. Yeah. Like not deserving at all. Yep. Lord. All right. So. I'm going to tell you about the months leading up to the murder and then we'll get to the murder. So mind you, this is all 1980. Yeah. So in October, 1980, uh, Chapman had returned to Hawaii and told his wife that he'd been obsessed for the last few months with killing Lennon. Chapman showed her the guns and bullets, but she did not inform the police or mental health services. Hmm. Chapman later said that he saw the message. Thou shall not kill flashed on the TV in front of him. Um, while they were putting up um, their TV in their apartment. And because of that, that day, he decided not to kill John Lennon because he saw that message. Seriously? He made an appointment to see a clinical psychologist, but he did not keep it and uh, flew back to New York on December 6, 1980. Come on. At this point, he considered ending his life by jumping off of the Statue of Liberty, which I don't know in 1980. Could you still go up on the top? well maybe i don't know how you would get out again yeah from that high unless you were like rock climbing but i don't should have done it maybe okay so it's december 6th december 7th chapman held up james taylor at the 72nd street subway station no According to Taylor, the guy, quote, the guy had sort of pinned me up to a wall and was glistening with uh, maniacal sweat and talking some freak speak about what he was going to do and his stuff with how John was interested and how he was going to get in touch with John Lennon. He also reportedly offered cocaine to a taxi driver. That night, Chapman and his wife talked on the phone about him getting help with his problems by first working on his relationship with God. Okay. Um... Don't touch my James Taylor. Don't. Just don't. Okay. On the morning of December 8th, Chapman left his room at the Sheraton Hotel, leaving personable items behind that he wanted the police to find. Mm-hmm. He brought a copy of, guess what book, Justin? The Bible. Great. The Catcher in the Rye, in which he wrote, underline, this is my statement, signing it, Holden Caulfield. No, you are not Holden Caulfield. No. No. Stop. He then spent most of the day near the entrance to the Dakota apartment building where Lennon lived. So the Dakota now is this Mm. huge, famous, wonderful place right outside of, um, oh my God, what's, I don't know. What's, 
what is what's the park that Central Park? Oh my oh, god! I was okay. like, what's the park that yeah. New York City is known for? Oh. It's right on the outskirts of Central Park. It's just okay. Yeah. So like the Dakota, very, it's yeah. Okay. Um, everybody knew that Lennon lived there, so it was constantly surrounded by fans, mm-hmm. uh, police officers, just security. All very of unfortunate. Uh, yeah. Um, early in the morning, Chapman was distracted and missed seeing Lennon step out of a cab and enter his home. Mm. Later in the morning, he met Lennon's housekeeper, who was returning from a walk with Lennon's five-year-old son, Sean. Chapman reached in front of the housekeeper to shake Sean's hand and said that he was a beautiful boy, quoting Lennon's song, Beautiful Boy, Darling Boy. Absolutely gorgeous song. Disgusting to do that, though. Yep. All right, Justin, now here's where it gets freaky. Great. Around 5 p.m., Lennon and his wife, Yoko Ono, were leaving the Dakota for a recording session at the Record Plant Studios. As they walked toward their limousine without saying a word, Chapman held out Lennon's record for Lennon to sign a copy of his his album, Double Fantasy. Mm -hmm. Amateur photographer Paul Gorish was standing by and took a picture as Lennon signed the album. Chapman said in an interview that he tried to get Gorish to stay and he asked another loitering fan to go out with him that night. He said that he would not have murdered Lennon that evening if the girl had accepted his invitation to go out with him, but he probably would have tried another day. You can't say something like that. Yep. You are disgusting. Because also like. How awful would you feel if you're that girl? Right. Just, that's, you, that's my point. Yeah. You told this stranger, no, I don't want to go on a date with you. And then he freaking shoots John Lennon and says, well, if you would have gone out with me, I wouldn't have killed no, him that day. That's horrible. You can't say that. Nope. Justin. You're terrible. I have a picture for you. Okay. This picture was taken yeah. six hours before John Lennon was shot. That guy. Yeah. Is Chapman. Whoa. Really? Yep. So this is the photo that Paul Gorish took. Okay. So Chapman is standing outside. He hands them. He hand without saying anything. Yeah. He hands John uh, a record. Yeah. Has John sign it. Gorish takes this photo. This is used as freaking prime evidence. Yeah. Because Gorish, uh, um, Chapman is just freaking standing here. Yeah. That's. It's so eerie. That's wild. It's so eerie. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. Yes, yeah. So the caption for this is Lennon autographing a couple, uh, a copy of Double Fantasy for Chapman six hours before the killing. I can't believe that it was six hours prior. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> I call myself. You're down. fine. Okay. Um, around 10:50 p.m., uh, Lennon and Ono returned to the Dakota in a limousine. They got out of the vehicle, passed Chapman, and walked towards the archway of the building. From the street behind them. Chapman fired five hollow point bullets from a 38 special revolver, four of which hit Lennon in the back and the shoulder, puncturing his left lung and left subclavicle artery. Chapman remained at the scene and appeared to be reading the catcher in the rye when the NYPD officers arrived and arrested him without incident. The first responders recognized that Lennon's Lennon's wounds were severe and decided not to wait for an ambulance. They rushed him to the Roosevelt Hospital in a squad car. Lennon was pronounced dead on arrival. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try my best not to cry. Um, uh, yeah. I don't understand how you could be that way about it afterward. I, yeah. 
Justin, he sat down and read a book. He stayed there after killing one of the most famous people in the world at this time. He right. didn't resist arrest. He didn't try and run away. He didn't console Yoko. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, why would you console her? But like nothing. He sat down and read a book. Like that's freaking crazy to me. That's just heinous. And I understand that like this is this is basically what I was talking about at the beginning. Like I I never knew I never knew John Lennon. If right. he was well, alive, no. yeah, like if he was alive today, I would never I know I would never have met him. Yeah. And I understand that like when someone gets murdered, it is a crime and you should be upset about it. And yeah. it's just it's so fascinating to me that like I'm reading a story and like my heart is racing. I have a headache. Like I am about to cry. Like it No, I make sense. Yeah, it's just it's so interesting how important people in the spotlight can become to your life. Yeah. And it especially just hearing about this, it's just like this guy didn't even care. Yeah. And oh, it's just ridiculous. Um, all right, so so yeah, so John was um, pronounced dead on arrival. Uh, I'm not gonna do this because it would absolutely destroy me. But there is um, a very famous um, news clip mm-hmm. because there was a college football game being aired at this time. Okay. And it was kind of like what happened. Um, when when kobe died oh yeah this year it was like it was in the middle of a sports event mm-hmm. the newscaster got the message and in the middle of calling plays the newscaster said john lennon has been shot yeah oh my god i have goosebumps everywhere well for real though i mean yeah. it was yeah that's what happened with that's when they were talking about kobe too like we both kind of just stopped yeah and got goosebumps and like it was really horrible i had the same thing with michael jackson yes when he when he was found dead it's just so all over the place exactly like it's like you don't know how you just don't know how to feel because again like you you'll never know these people but that those names are so big yeah that like it means something yeah (sighs) okay um i have one more really crazy thing and then i'll get into the rest um so on the day of the murder singer and my love david bowie Mm -hmm. was appearing on broadway in the play the elephant man okay according to bowie chapman had a front row ticket to the elephant man the next night john and yoko were supposed to sit in the front front show or front row for that show as well so this is a quote from Bowie. Mm-hmm. So the night after John was killed, there were three empty seats in the front row. I can't tell you how difficult it was to go on. Oh, my gosh. Chapman purposely bought a ticket to sit next to John and Yoko just in case he chickened out the night before and was going to kill him at that show that night. Oh my god. Okay. I got to get through this. I'm so sorry. Okay, I have one more thing and then we're going to get into weird, okay? Yeah. I just don't have anything to say, yeah. honestly. That's just 
It's <sighs> deplorable. Okay, so in 1981, Chapman was imprisoned at the Attica Correctional Facility outside of Buffalo, New York. Um, as I had talked about before, there were some conversations about um, him pleading um, insanity because of um, previous mental health conditions, including his uh, attempt at suicide. Mm. But as I talked about, he had premeditated this murder by yep. three months, had a long list of other celebrities that he wanted to, and had attempted to murder... Uh, John multiple other times and it chickened out. And so, James Taylor. And James Taylor. Yeah, like Yeah. So that plea for insanity was gone. Yeah. Uh he was confined to a special handling unit for violent and at-risk prisoners because mm. he's his, very at risk. His life was in risk by the millions of fans and in the general population. Right. Um he was sentenced to only 22 years. But his parole has been denied 10 times after the request of Yoko Ono and basically the entire world mm -hmm. stating that 22 years minimizes the effect of John's death and what that death meant. Definitely. Yep. So he's still in prison. Good. And hopefully we'll never get out. Rot. Yeah. Wow. Did you know any of that? Uh, some of it. Okay. Very little. Yeah. I didn't know a lot of the detail. Okay. Well, Justin, mm -hmm. what if I told you that no. according to um, Steve Lightfoot of com, the entire story I just told you is a lie? Uh, No. No, it's not. <laughs> it's definitely not. Now, Justin, no. I want to show you a picture really quick. No. And I want you to tell me who this man is. No. Do you recognize that man? Mm, third grade gym teacher, <laughs> I believe. Do you know who this man is? Stephen King. Now, according to Steve Lightfoot of LennonMurderTruth.com, no. Stephen King no. is the murder, murderer. Definitely not. All right, let's get into this. This feels super inappropriate. <laughs> So this is taken directly from LeadandMurderTruth.com. I'm going to blow your freaking mind by no, all of not. this evidence. So you're right, not. this is exactly from his website. If you want to, you can purchase his 24-page booklet for only $10. Wow. Um, that's quite a steal. It's a steal. Um, it says on his website that his website has been hacked numerous times. So if you could please sure. not enter your credit card information and instead send him a check to his uh, attached address. Mm. That would be preferred. Mm -hmm. And then he will send you the booklet. Great. So this is this is what this is his story. Mm. Get ready. Contrary to all reports about a lone drifter named Mark David Chapman, who allegedly shot Don, John Lennon in the back in, on December 8th, 1980, you'll find ample evidence in the back issue of Time, Newsweek, U.S. News and World Report magazines to suggest otherwise. Namely, that John Lennon was not only politically assassinated, but that Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan, and you better freaking sit down, horror novelist Stephen King are the three people who can be proven guilty of the crime. King being the real murderer and Chapman, but a lookalike, paid actor misleading you with an absolute hoax. This is very upsetting. <laughs> And I don't even, I don't even have like a personal stake in this, other than that I like Stephen King. 
but like this is very upsetting oh my god okay i got i got one more paragraph and then we'll get done with this This guy is horrible and he deserves just as much jail time as yeah chapman does yeah all right are you ready for this at the present and this present is uh may 19th of 2015 I am a 61-year-old, athletic, young-looking man who knows more about the sick planet than most all of you do. Stop. I gave up a dream of playing professional golf after my discovery of governmental codes in major news magazines that linked our government and horror writer Stephen King to John Lennon's murders that took over my life 33 years ago. The biggest news story since, I'll say it, Jesus Christ's death. That was probably not... (laughs) news i mean not in the normal sense not a new story i mean but like i'm sure that unfortunately jesus christ's death was probably not spread amongst the mass no it's not like among other stories oh hey by the way uh jesus yeah nope not not anymore like sir i'm sorry but you can't compare (laughs) some people's lord and savior to john lennon's death okay no fine uh okay in fact i learned that when it comes to grappling with our collective crime our collective crime Mm -hmm. of killing john lennon all of you people act as though i have caught all of you in lennon's murder and that maybe that is the case Mm. a phenomena of guilt denial and see no speak no and hear no evil on the part of all guilty mankind even Paul McCartney has mm. been exposed as the fair weather friend and bag of pus. He apparently is mm. just like all celebrity hood. And even my own family members are who mm. are all hypocrites. Right. Of course, Yoko Ono is a government bitch who still babysits the government no. in New York. Like the Judas C word that she is. And the U S media is too cowardly to do their job. Partly because the CIA has taken over our media. Of course, you may think this is all a little too rich and over the top, but it is not. I, I am the messenger. So basically, <laughs> Justin, what do you? I just feel like you've given up on me. <laughs> this is one of the worst things I've ever had to listen to in my entire life. Okay, well, just in case you didn't have enough evidence, I want to show you a side by side. I don't of Chapman. And the real murderer, Stephen King. Justin, look. Feast upon them. Feast upon the likeness of these two men. So the glasses are pretty close. Otherwise, not saying it. <laughs> but like every dude in his 30s wore these Unabomber glasses. Yeah. In the 1970s and 80s. This is disgusting. I hate this person who did this. Justin, even on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, on like the top 10 rock and roll controversies, this is on here. There are straight up, I would say hundreds, let's not go to thousands, hundreds of people who believe that Stephen freaking King actually shot John Lennon. No, definitely didn't. And I guess he wrote about it in The Stand and The Shining, supposedly. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Well, to calm my blood pressure down, I'm going to end with this really quickly. Great. John Winston Ono Lennon, born John Winston Lennon, named after his grandfather and Winston Churchill, was born on October 9th, 1940 in Liverpool, uh, Mm. England. Sorry. 
John was an English singer, songwriter, and peace activist who gained worldwide fame as the founder, code lead vocalist, and rhythm guitarist of the Beatles. His songwriting partnership with Sir Paul McCartney remains the most successful partnership in musical history. Mm -hmm. As a performer, writer, or co-writer, Lennon had over 25 number one singles in the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Double Fantasy, which was produced and and released in 1980, was his best-selling solo album, won a posthumous 1981 Grammy Award for Album of the Year. In 2002, Lennon was voted eighth in a BBC poll of the 100 greatest Britons of all time, um, coming only after Winston Churchill and the Queen herself. And in 2008, Rolling Stone ranked him as the fifth greatest singer of all time. So, Mark David Chapman, you piece of excrement. John Lennon's legacy will continue to live on, regardless of what you did to him. Yeah. And uh, with that being said, uh, I should probably get a Beatles tattoo to make myself happier. And I'm going to eat some chocolate to calm down. And that's my story. Wow. I didn't know most of that. And that was really incredible to hear. Really horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Really awful. And I don't know if you remember, and spoilers if you haven't seen it, I guess, but in the wonderful film that came out last year, yesterday, highly recommend. Yeah. Really, really like it. Yeah. Um, they have an alternate universe where the Beatles do not exist. Mm-hmm. And they have, oh God, I forgot what his name is, the wonderful actor who plays Rumpelstiltskin in Once Upon a Time and plays a really angry character oh, in yeah. Train Spotting. Mm-hmm. He plays John Lennon and... Um, they they talk about a universe where John is still alive, and it's just really isn't he like in a little fishing hut by the sea? Exactly. Oh, so beautiful. Married the love of his life, and is just doing his best. Yeah. So that's a kind of alternate universe I would like to believe. Yeah. Beautiful. So today, after your incredible story, I'm so sorry. I have a fan submission. <gasps> I used an idea suggested by Mary. Yes, Mary, you are the queen of my life. So she she suggested that we look into some haunted amusement parks. Dude, okay. And uh, I had a fun time with that one. Great. So today I have for you. Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. Oh. In West Virginia. Oh, okay. So, all of my information is from, I have a Culture Trip article by Christina Gaddy. Okay. Wikipedia, Atlas Obscura, Daily News article by Kara Kuruvilla, and then visitmercercounty.com. This is, like, heavily covered. Wow. I was expecting, like, a Reddit post. Well, I had to pull from different stuff, so. Fine. This is awesome. So. I first off have a quote from uh, Christina. So we have man-made structures that have been abandoned make for some of the creepiest places on earth. A reminder that one day animal and plant life may go on without us. Even scarier and perhaps more interesting than an abandoned building is an overgrown haunted amusement park tucked into the backwoods which is exactly why people trek to Rock, West Virginia to see the Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. Rock, 
Rock, West Virginia. West Virginia. Friends. It's actually Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> West Virginia. Dude, I am so intrigued. So uh, to start off, I have a little story for you. Ooh. You ready? No. <laughs> well, here it is. Great. Lauren thought to herself, what could possibly be scary about an abandoned theme park? Everything. The whole point is to have fun while you're there. No. She had signed up for a paranormal tour of the grounds of Lake Shawnee Amusement Park after hearing some friends raving about it while at work. They said that she'd never believe the experience she would have if she went. Of course, that's what your friends would say. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be so scared. Pee your panties. Is that what they say? That's what my friends say. say. Yeah. Oh, okay. All of a sudden, the tour guide yelled for last call to join the excursion, so she shook herself back to reality and joined the crowd about to embark. Flashlights are required, but you might not like what you see, said the website for the park. Lauren didn't know how she felt about the existence of spirits, so she couldn't understand how a flashlight would be worse than walking through the darkness. But as the tour led on through the night, Lauren began feeling uneasy. These hulking structures of days gone by surrounded her on what seemed like all sides. Seeing the rusty carriages on the Ferris wheel gave her goosebumps that she couldn't explain. The ticket booths sitting vacant looked like deep tunnels with no end. The swing ride gave off disconcerting sounds, but the way it swayed in the wind? Lauren couldn't feel a breeze, but maybe it had just missed her. That had to be it. The tour guide stopped by the swings to recount the unfortunate tale of a little girl who had died on the ride. Somehow, when the swings were spinning around, a soda truck delivering its items had backed too far into the path of the swings and had struck the girl. She met her untimely demise and the swings were shut down. He then said, some people still believe they can hear the little girl giggling when she swings along with the rusty creaks of the chains. If anyone wishes, they may take a seat inside the swing carriage. (laughs) Lauren decided to wait and see what the other people chose to do. And after a few didn't seem to experience anything at all, she sat on the swing herself. No! Instantly, Lauren felt colder than she had while walking through the rest of the park. Of course, she just chalked it up to the breeze again, which ran through the swings earlier. But when she moved into the middle of the seat, the air around her became warmer, somehow cozier. Lauren began hearing whispers and immediately jumped out of the swing, terrified. She asked the tour guide what just happened, and he replied, Well... Sometimes Maybelle just likes to share her swing with new friends. Oh, my God. Gag me with a spoon. That is no. What? No. Maybelle, no. That's my story about Maybelle. Woo! Would you sit in the swing? Sure. You would? Why not? <laughs> I wouldn't. No? I wouldn't. First of all, I wouldn't go to this park. Who are we kidding? I think it would be really cool to go to, but I don't know that I would have a good time. That is a very good way to describe a lot of things that we do in life. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, I would just sit in the park. No, because I don't want to sit in a dark parking lot by myself. Mm. Yeah. I'd probably be with you. What did you think about the story? Real good. Real scary. No. Great. That's all I was asking for, I yep. guess. That's that's my seven-word summation. Okay. Well, I have some historical information about uh, the park here. Mm. In the late 1700s, the dense woods of Western Virginia, because West Virginia wasn't a state yet, 
Uh, these woods were the frontier of the newly formed United States. The Clay family bought land around Lake Shawnee near Bluefield, West Virginia, set up a farm, and created a new home for themselves. But Native American tribes had also been calling that same land home for thousands of years. Wow. The story goes that Father Mitchell Clay left his children to go hunting in August 1783, and a group of 11 Native Americans attacked and killed two of his children while taking a third captive and eventually burning him alive. Oh. A group of men, along with Mitchell, then went after the Native Americans, killing as many of them as they could find. According to writer Rosemary Ellen Guiley, this event has actually been historically verified. Oh, gosh. Locals say the trauma of this incident seeped into the land around Lake Shawnee. Thanks, American history. Yeah. Well, in 1926, oh. entrepreneur Conley Snydow saw opportunity in the land around Lake Shawnee. Mm. The population of the West Virginia coal fields was booming, and Snydow knew that the families living in the area needed entertainment. He built a small and simple amusement park with circular swings, a water slide, a dance hall, a pool, and a pond with canoes. Hell yeah, that sounds like a great time. Yeah. Wow. That sounds great. Yeah. In the early 1950s, a young girl on the swing ride was killed when a truck delivering sodas accidentally backed into the ride, striking her. I'm sorry, but how does this happen? I don't know. See, like Probably zero safety regulations. Well, I guess, but dang, how close you got to get to the swings to deliver your soda? I don't know. It, how do you it, miss that? It happened, though. I'll tell you that. Dang. Yeah. Sorry, Maybell. I don't know if her name was Maybell, but that was just... Wait, it's cute. It's fine. Yeah. A boy also drowned in the swimming pool. Oh. Of course. Because that has to happen. Yep. Which was subsequently filled to prevent further accidents. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So this place eventually was starting to turn into a, what you call adventure park Mm. where people get injured every day and they have their own ambulances because, you know, so I have a picture here actually for you of uh, this, of one of the swing rides. Oh, dang. (laughs) What? Yeah. So it's built around like a tree. That's really cool, but really creepy looking. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea, but this is, okay, this is not the kind of park I was expecting. No. And it's, I, it's very weirdly spread out. Yeah. It's small, too. It's not very big. That's so interesting. Well, between 1927, when the park opened, and 1966, when it finally closed, six people died at the Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It may have been that reputation that caused the attraction to close or simply the fact that less and less coal miners live in the area in the second half of the 20th century as coal mines closed and laid off workers. Whatever the reason, the park and rides were never dismantled and sat abandoned for 20 years before the property was rediscovered. Wow. The rusting Ferris wheel and the children's swing stood like dead trees among the unkempt wildlife. The land remains abandoned while the overgrown rides accumulate stories of hauntings and vengeful ghosts. This reminds me so much of like the world in basically any kind of post-apocalyptic story. So I'm thinking Horizon Zero Dawn or even Last of Us mm. of just how, as as you said at the beginning by, I believe, Christina mm. said like nature and animals take over. Yeah. And that this is what this reminds me of. It's like Chernobyl. Yes. Anything around Chernobyl. Oh, exactly. That's such a good 
good description. Yep. Yeah. Um, in 1985, Gaylord White, a former employee who had worked at the park, purchased the land with plans to reopen it and briefly reopened it in the summer of 1987. However, the park was closed after a 1988 archaeological dig uncovered numerous Native American artifacts, as well as human remains on the property that had been buried prior to the arrival of even the Clay family. No. A total of 13 skeletons were uncovered, mostly of young children. What? White briefly reopened the park, but it was closed after those three years. Goodbye. Are you kidding me? Uh Uh-uh. No, this is all true. I swear I did the research for this. This is crazy. Uh. Yep. Let's get into some hauntings. No. So, visitors have heard footsteps, mysterious chants, and children. Sometimes one of the swings will move on its own. At one point, someone got locked in a ticket booth, even though the doors don't lock. No, 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 no. Uh huh. Uh uh. Oh my God. I know that you probably have to sign something, like you're not going to damage anything. (laughs) I would burn it down if I got locked in there. Well, Well, it looks like I have a picture here of uh, the ticket booth, actually. So it looks no. like you could just jump right through that little that little window. I don't like that. <laughs> don't make ticket booths that small. No. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Um, then we have uh, some stuff from the park's new owner, Gaylord White. Says he can hear the wooden swings creak, though it may not be the wind that pushes them. Ew. Quote, sometimes the seat will start to move underneath your hand until you feel cold air blowing through the seat. This is what he told the Travel Channel. And when you get to the middle, you feel something warm. And we believe that's her spirit. Uh... He said even he's even seen the little girl with her dress covered in blood. Quote, she looked at me and as long as she looked at me, I couldn't move, he said. Gaylord, leave, sweetie. Sell it. Burn the entire thing. Burn it to the ground. Let it return to nature. Leave West Virginia. Just go. Yes. Um, and then we have a, a review from Dan B. on TripAdvisor. Great. <laughs> he said, quote, we've had some unbelievable experiences to include catching a full body apparition on camera of who we believe is the young boy who was scalped by one of the Native Americans. Oh, I was like, oh, uh, did this happen in the 60s? In the swimming pool? What? Yeah, no. Oh, God. It was one of the Clay family. Oh, it seemed to follow us around, even touching the shoulder of my stepson. No. In fact, his phone captured on its own, mind you. Oh, on its own, mind you. <laughs> I knew you meant, baby. An orb that was flying and some really weird growls to go along with it. Who is growling no. here? No. You give me an orb, fine. You give me some growls, fine. Both of them together, no. But it sounds like he had a really good time because he rated it highly. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Dan yeah. B. I hope you and your family had a wonderful time. Him and his stepson. Great. Yeah. Well, it has also been featured on tons of different uh, media outlets. Really? Okay. So due to some of these local legends, the park was featured on the television series Scariest Places on Earth in Ooh. 2002, where it aired on ABC Family. Dude, nice. Yeah. Um. 
It was also showcased on the part five episode of Most Terrifying Places in America, which aired on the Travel Channel in wow. 2010. Okay. And then in 2019, it was also featured as a haunted location on the paranormal TV series Most Terrifying Places, which aired on Travel Channel. Interesting. Yeah. Did Baggins ever go there, you think? I don't, I don't think so. I, I would have to assume not, but I guess I can't say it, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two travel channels and an ABC family. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty good coverage. Yeah. And then I have a couple pictures for you, actually. Ooh. So this first one is of another swing ride, and that's actually Gaylord right there. Oh, hello, Gaylord. Who's walking, walking with the photographer. I understand that amusement parks do not have to look like Six Flags mm-hmm. and Disney World. Mm-hmm. But I'm not taking my kiddos here, even in the height of this. No. Yeah, and then I have that next picture, which no. shows the, f- the Ferris wheel. This the is swing ride. the creepiest dang thing. Yeah. This but, looks like someone's just backyard. Like, you know what? I'm going to build this. Kind of, honestly. Yeah. And I feel like that was part of, you know, the magic of it in the first place, oh, maybe. Yeah. But it's very upsetting. Oh. It's very creepy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Honeymoon? Could. Could. Yeah. I feel like I've made a, a, a list for us now. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was hard to find a lot of research on yeah. this um, because there was a lot of history, of course. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who, like, genuinely believe that all that stuff happened. I mean, a lot of it was very specifically cited. Like, sure. it has been basically proven to have happened okay so there's a lot of bad energy there for sure yeah um but i i don't really know if it's legitimately haunted or not sure and it's interesting too because besides like the growling and the touching it doesn't really seem like anybody is malevolent no or like mean yeah it just almost seems like they want to the spirits want to be seen and and recognized yeah but um yeah i just think it's uh it's a very interesting thing Mm -hmm. because again as soon as you brought up that remains were found i was like okay this is the plot of how many scary movies yeah but the fact that that's like actually true is ridiculous yeah like what are the odds man right but then i guess that's another question is like Granted, a lot of people have experienced the little girl ghost. Yeah. But how many of these experiences can be attributed to those bones that were found? That's so true. Because most of those were children, too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's just a very unsettling place. It is. Like, it has a really, really terrible history. Yeah. And the fact that it's has since been abandoned multiple times. Yeah. It, it's still currently open and like available for tours and stuff oh, like that. Oh, okay. Um, you do have to book them in advance. Okay. I will say that. Okay. So if you're interested in going, <laughs> check out their website. Um, it seems really interesting. Yeah. But a lot of the reviews were totally like one way or the other. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Whether it was like a huge, the scariest thing about it is losing your money or like. Oh. <laughs> or someone like or it's like a really great experience like 
Dan Dan B. Yeah. From TripAdvisor. So I don't know. But that's how I feel like that's. A, I don't know. I feel like you can go either way of like maybe the spirits don't want to be seen by someone who is already against it before they come in. You know, like yeah. I, I'm all about energy reading that, whatever. Like mm. it, even now I feel like you can tell when someone's a dick yeah. and maybe the spirit's like, mm, okay, well I don't like you, so I'm not going to present myself to you. And then therefore that person's not going to like feed into that idea that spirits are real, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But if there's someone who maybe comes in and is just like more open to it, maybe the spirit will pre- present themselves. Maybe that's why Dan B gave it a really good recommendation. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lauren didn't know how she felt yeah. about spirits and uh, she had the exact same experience as what a lot of people talk about. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a wholly fictionalized tale as well yeah yep wow yeah i mean i brought in like <laughs> normal occurrences and stuff <laughs> like that but and but uh yeah fine it's, it was for a dramatic flair and it was to set the scene i liked it i liked it a lot oh uh-huh. thanks thanks mary well, that's it yeah uh thank you for the suggestion mary there's a there's a lot of other really interesting places like this too really that might be better as like a group thing sure but there's also a bunch of amusement parks that have had really horrible accidents yeah so maybe something to talk about in the future yeah um but yeah thank you for that suggestion that was a really interesting avenue that i would never have thought to take yeah i appreciate that I really like this and I like how um, kind of obscure it is. Like, I feel like mm. unless you're someone who lives around the area and maybe people who live around the area still don't even know about it. Yeah. Um, I don't think that would definitely, or that would necessarily be something you would seek out, but right. It sounds fascinating. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. You did a really good job, Bobby. Oh, thanks. Uh. Well, how do you feel about, recommendation i got one station i got it hold (laughs) for one second please okay i got a message earlier today did you from a listener named marcy wow who said i'm listening to radio rental now (gasps) and i'm addicted (gasps) thanks for the recommendation on recommendation station marcy so that was really nice to hear that people are actually Aww. like able to connect with our recommendations that we have. That's so wonderful. So that was really exciting. Thank you, Marcy, for sending a message in and letting us know how you felt about our recommendation. Oh, uh, Marcy, I hope you're getting as scared as I am when I yeah. listen to the DM podcast. It's so good, though. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. That's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, this is a lot of pressure now. What's your next one? What? What's your next recommendation? I don't know. You said you had one. <laughs> I do. So I do. You can go first. I'm gonna go right away. Okay. My recommendation for this week is um I understand this is not this might not be available for everybody and it might not be e- economically um, feasible. Feasible, but um Justy got this really fun game called Fit Ring. Is that what it's called? Ring Fit. Ring Ring Fit Ring Fit Adventure. Ring Fit Adventure for the Nintendo Switch. And um 
I am someone who tries to be active every day for my mental health. And I am going to be honest, I'm getting really sick of doing the same couple of walks mm-hmm. in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's great. I love being outdoor- outdoors, but um, you can only walk the same three mile loop so yeah. many times before Otherwise, you have to drive. <sighs> and that's very yeah costly. Yes. So. And I understand. I'm just, I'm just being privilegy and preachy. Anyway, so this game is so much fun, and I worked a sweat up. It yeah. was so fun. I was surprised. Justin was building Legos, and I'm like laying in the ground doing crunches, and he's like, Hannah, what? are you laying in the ground? I was like, yeah. This is <laughs> what this magical ring is telling me to do. Yeah, pretty good. It's so much fun. So if you are in the market, if you're interested, if you have a switch, if you mm-hmm. can, I understand it's not it's very, very low stock, pretty yes. much everywhere. Yes. I was lucky to get one. Yeah. But um, if not, my other recommendation is just do something to get your body moving and ha- and feel happy and feel joyful and um, try your best if you can to enjoy the rest of summer. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, my recommendation is don't you dare i'm going to don't you dare i have to no these are new and i've oh never had them oh my god so <laughs> i actually have maybe a twofold one trader joe's has a flatbread oh it's like arugula prosciutto prosciutto and then some kind of oh, cheese this- Flatbread it is so incredible. But if not, if you're closer to a Target, (laughs) they have uh, their own brand called Good and Gather. And they actually have different kinds of nut mixes that they have available for people. And we just recently bought everything seasoned cashews, which is like an everything bagel. So it's made with sesame seeds, garlic, onion, salt, and poppy seeds. And they are so good. It tastes just like an everything bagel. Um, And they have tons of different kinds of stuff. Like they have fruit mixes and chocolate covered nuts and stuff like that. And it's pretty reasonably priced. And you get a good size portion for Mm -hmm. uh, that's also really good. Exactly. And if you live anywhere outside of the U.S., sorry, you're screwed because there's no Target or Trader Joe's. But just just find something. Yeah. um, yeah my bad just uh (laughs) eat something outside of your comfort zone like eat something new beautiful just try one new food item because there's never anything wrong with expanding your horizons exactly you know what our friend michelle sweet sweet angel that she is Mm -hmm. she made us these amazing peach oh my gosh oh baked peach ice cream cups holy guacamole do it highly recommend yeah just do something funky yeah. Why not? Get a little crazy. Get I a little like stupid. I've already recommended that once. Eat something weird. Yeah, you have, but that's okay. Eat half a peach <laughs> drizzled with uh, cinnamon, mm-hmm. brown, brown sugar, sugar, and butter. Yes. And then bake it and then put ice cream on it. Yeah. That's really good. So good. That's all I got. There you go. <laughs> Beautiful. Know. Justin Great. will take it. Good. <laughs> Well, on that note, this is episode 23. Sure is. So, episode 24 yes. is going to be our final episode for a short time. Yes. 
due to the imminent joining <laughs> of what do you want to call it members ew <laughs> don't never has the word members seems so disgusting so our wedding is coming up at yep. the end of august sure is and um we need to prepare for that sure do so what we are planning is we have one more episode to record and release that will be episode 24 mm-hmm. and then we will be tra- taking a short hiatus for a time it won't be too long no couple months at most yes um just to have time to spend with our families and um enjoy the new changes in our life um and also bring you some of the most exclusive (laughs) and incredible and mind-boggling content you've ever heard Mm, i see um uh, i have my fingers crossed the whole time so just in case we don't i'm off the hook Oh my goodness. Just in case we have months to prepare, but we still research <laughs> the day of recording. Yeah. And it's um, we accidentally redo episodes without fine. even knowing it. That'd be fine. You can just talk about I'll talk about the chupacabra next time. That'd be good. There we go. Spice it up from a different perspective. We could have our chupacabra talk about <gasps> the chupacabra. Aw. So cute. Well, on that note, um, we will be sure to be in communication with you on our Facebook page. Yes. Anything spooky goes podcast on facebook we post updates from the shows pictures that we talk about stuff like that um and then any changes to the show that we might be making as well that's where you'll find all that information yes um you could send us an email anything spooky goes at gmail.com we love getting submissions we've already received a couple and some direct messages from listeners and we really appreciate that it makes it really fun to be able to interact with people in that way yeah Really appreciate it. Um, and truly, we hope that you all are staying safe and well and sane and um, just try and enjoy. Stay happy and think stay safe and stay spooky. Oh, uh-huh. uh, goodbye. Bye.